Hey everyone, Casey here. If you've been following the release schedule, uh, you know we're supposed to have a full episode with Jennifer Higdon. Uh, we did have that interview, and it was really good. She gave us uh, well over an hour of her time, and unfortunately I only have the last five minutes to share with everyone because we usually record with Google Hangouts, which records automatically. Uh, this time we recorded with Skype, and something technical happened on my end, and I lost uh, the, the bulk of the episode. So, so sorry about that, and I figured it was worth posting anyway, because you still get a sense of her personality, and, and she does answer a, a good Facebook question from uh, Ted Jackson. So, thanks so much, Ted Jackson. You're the, you're the substance of the whole episode. So, okay, everyone, thanks so much, and catch you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, well, Ted Jackson, uh, Ted Jackson always asks good questions for us on Facebook. He says, I was fortunate enough to see the Florida Orchestra play your piece, Blue Cathedral, last year and loved it. I was hoping you could explain the process of composing that piece and how you decided on the special instrumentation and anything else that the general public might not know. Ah, uh, you know, there's probably not anything the general public doesn't know because that piece has been done, I think, 600 times yeah. or something. That's and the I've done a lot of interviews about that piece. Um, let's see, what, what can I tell you about that piece? It does use, it uses crystal glasses at the end. The brass players actually are playing crystal glasses. And I also have all these little Chinese bells. I think there are 25 boxes of those things. Um, usually and there's two bells in each box. We ship those things to the orchestras who play the piece, which had I known how popular piece was going to be, I never would have used those things because I own right. like 200 boxes of those things and carrying them up and down four flights of stairs, the FedEx every week, because there's an orchestra every week that does that work somewhere in the world. So, um, in fact, we, I think we had an orchestra from Paris yesterday order it. It was just done in Sweden as well. So um, that piece was based on, um, it was commissioned from Curtis, and it was kind of a commemoration of the school's 75th anniversary, but also was a kind of a memorial for my brother who passed away the year before I started it. And it has a big flute solo because I played flute. My brother played clarinet. But it's a, it's a tone poem. And, I, you know, I can't even remember the process of writing it that well. I remember it was very cathartic for me. Um, I always find a lot of colors fascinating, like juxtaposing colors in an orchestra piece. But I have to admit, it's an early orchestra piece, so a lot of the orchestration stuff was a real shot in the dark for me. I knew it needed to be about 12 minutes. That was one of the things Curtis said. But they said it was celebratory, and I couldn't, my brain was not going in the direction of writing something very up and moving. It came out with this kind of slow-moving tone poem. So I knew I wanted a lot of solos in the work because um, I knew the kids at Curtis, they were all really good players. And I thought an orchestra is made up of a lot of individual players, and it's nice to be able to highlight the individual players, but then also have them play together. So it's a pretty straightforward little thing, and I write on instinct. So I didn't, I thought any kind of established form. I kind of drew a graph on a piece of paper, like I knew two-thirds of the way through or three-quarters that I was going to have, like, the loudest point in the piece. And I knew I was going to have flute and clarinet solo and I knew there would be some other solos so that basically it started with that I wanted to have a lot of little chiming bells that was the other thing so I have the percussion doing a lot of that as well it's kind of a guessing game when you're composing though it's it's amazing I never know if anything's going to work even now I don't know if things are going to work I write them and I'm like ooh I hope this works and they don't always work but then you have to just figure out how you're going to change things if they don't wow great 
Hey, well, thank you so much for joining us. And listen, all, all percussionists who might be listening, um, please check out Jennifer Higdon's Percussion Works, if you're not already familiar with them, uh, Zones, Splendid Wood, and Light Clockwork. And the Percussion Concerto are all really, really, really cool pieces. And we also have a piece in there, The Grace of Presence, which uh, was written for Evelyn Linney. She got, I think it was uh, 50 composers, wait, 40 composers to write 40 works. Little short works, like three or four minutes. Mine's just for vibraphone, so it oh, just became a big Okay. Yeah. Is that, is that like, are those, is it sort of like a Hilary Hahn project where they're all encores, or are they just short pieces? They're just short, they're short pieces, and I think Evelyn asked everyone to write for different percussion instruments. So I think some people did just glocks, some probably did non-pitch percussion, and uh she asked me about vibraphone, and I said, oh, I'd love to write from vibraphone. You got lucky to get a vibraphone instead of having to write for like yeah. triangles or something. <laughs> I know. I, would have, I probably, for Evelyn, I probably would have tackled it. But it was a similar sort of project. And I don't know if she's got those listed somewhere on uh, maybe her website or something. But the, I think her birthday was like a couple of years ago, so I think it's now out and available. Okay. Wow, well, very cool. Hey guys, thanks thanks so much for for your segments and and joining us and Jennifer Higdon, it's a big honor. It's really cool to meet you and talk to you. I thank you. It's a pleasure to talk to all of you as well. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Hey, take it easy, and we'll catch you on uh, the next episode. So take care. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.